back to the Book Talks podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we have People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. So I was really excited about this book because last summer I read Beach Read and I read it in one sitting because it was so good and I was obsessed with it. I've been telling Marissa since then to read it. Um, so when this is on our book of the month pick, I think for May, mm-hmm. I like threw it in my cart immediately, like as, as fast as I possibly could and checked out. I wanted to read it, but we wanted to read it for the podcast because everyone's reading on Bookstagram, so we knew it'd be like a hit. It didn't disappoint. Did it live up to the hype of um, Emily Henry's writing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't read Beach Read, so obviously, and I know like we kind of talked about this, you do like Beach Read better, so I'm excited for it because this book was good. I am not a big romance reader, though. So, like, I don't feel like I'm as good of a judge of these books as you are. Because, like, I love The Hating Game, but it had no substance. (laughs) These are the romance books I like. Like, I didn't mind The Hating Game. I thought it was cute. I didn't love The Hating Game. I think I gave it... I don't even remember the score I gave it. But I think you liked it more than I liked it. And I'm, like, the romance junkie. But it's just because it's so cute and they're just so funny and I just love them. But also it has such like substance and meaning behind their love story. And it just... There was some really deep quotes in this book. Like as far as being a millennial and not knowing what you want and trying to figure it out. That really spoke to me as a millennial. (laughs) And currently right now... I feel like we're really similar to Poppy in the sense that we feel pretty stagnant. Like, we've kind of reached our career goals. And not completely, but, like, we worked our butt off, went to grad school, we got our CPA to get this, like, job at the big four. And here we are. And, like, we're just chilling now. Like, now what? <laughs> so that's why we started this podcast, because we needed more goals in life. Actually, today is our one-year bookstagram anniversary. Woo! I don't remember when we recorded our first episode, though. I don't know when we recorded it. It was probably, like, two weeks later, though, I feel like. Because I took a long time to read that first book. The first book we did it, we broke it up (laughs) in three sections, and we recorded an hour each, about one-third of the book. And the book is, like, a 300-page book. Like, it wasn't a long one. And we recorded three hours and produced three episodes over one book. We analyzed the crap out of that There really was not that much to analyze, but we picked everything apart (laughs) but people liked that first episode i don't know if you know this it's one of our like most viewed episodes and people still like we're like oh it's so funny but it was tedious doing three podcasts on one (laughs) i'm happy we're just doing one episode per book because we barely get that out i usually edit thursday night and we we release it friday so (laughs) i couldn't imagine editing three episodes to release on friday also, who wants to listen to three hours of the same book? You could just finish the book in that time span. <laughs> I honestly think that's why we switched it, because you made that comment. You were like, I could have read this book faster than listening to the podcast. Yeah, so here we are. <laughs> a year later. We've learned a lot. But I guess we're going to get into the book. Do you want to give the synopsis? All right. Poppy and Alex. Alex and Poppy. They have nothing in common. She's a wild child. He wears khakis. She has insatiable wanderlust. He prefers to stay home with a book. And somehow, ever since a fateful car share home from college many years ago, they are the very best of friends. For most of the year, they live far apart. She's in New York City, and he's in their hometown, Ohio. Actually, that's where I'm from. We can talk about that later. Anyway, (laughs) but every summer for a decade, they have taken one glorious week of vacation together. Until two years ago when they ruined everything. They haven't spoken since. Poppy has everything she should want, but she's stuck in a rut. 
When someone asks when she was last truly happy, she knows without a doubt it was on that ill-fated final trip with Alex. And so she decides to convince her best friend to take one more vacation together, lay everything on the table, make it all right. Miraculously, he agrees. Now she has a week to fix everything. If only she can get around the one big truth that has always stood quietly in the middle of their seemingly perfect perfect relationship. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, so did you like the way this was written? It started off, like, one random summer. Yeah. One random trip. And then we go back to present day, and she's like, I'm not happy. And then it keeps referencing back to their past previous trips. I think yeah. they're, like, 10 trips or 12 yeah. trips, something like that. Did you like the way that was written? It was okay. I did get confused a couple times where, like, when they were doing the tender, oh, swiping through tender, I actually thought we were in the past. But then, like, I got to the end of the chapter and realized that, no, that was present day. So I did get a little confused. I think if you pay attention, you're probably not going to get confused. I did think, again, this goes back to, like, I hate when stories are told sometimes in multiple perspectives, even though... Um, I did think this one smoothly. It does just chop up your reading flow a little bit. Like usually with Beach Read, it wasn't like that. So I I literally read on the beach and I flew through it. This one I read on the beach as well, which my book got dirty a little bit. I took the cover off. So it's just the hardback. So it's like fine now, like the cover's on it. But like deep down, I know it's dirty. No one else knows, but you know. (laughs) Like whenever I would finish a chapter, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to take a break. Yeah. So that was, like, my only... It was a slow love, like a slow burn. It was a slow burn, but it wasn't a slow burn. It was like you knew they were in love. They were the only ones who didn't know they were in love. So you're you're slowly having them come to the realization that you as the reader already know. Yeah. So, like, where Beach Read, it was really, like, a slow burn, and you were just, like, yearning for them yeah. to get together. And I wasn't yearning for Alex and and Poppy to be together because they were kind of already together. Yeah, I mean, they're more of a couple than I've ever been with any guys. I love them, though. I love Poppy. Yeah. I love her a lot. I Um, love her, too. I think it should be a perfect rom-com movie. I do, too. Like, hating games being made one, and I don't really understand how because it literally has no (laughs) substance. So, like, the fact that this one is, like, so relatable. Like, we're millennials. Like, we're so lost in our careers. No, this would make a really good movie. Plus, like, obviously people like travel. Like, this book made me want... A, want to travel, and B, want to start a travel blog, which I do not need a travel blog, but it's very inspiring. And to see that on, like, TV, obviously, would be even cooler to see them, you know, travel around places that I wouldn't get to go. Yeah, I vote that this should be made a movie at Netflix. Get on it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Poppy. I loved her. She, in some ways... It was so funny. At the beginning, for most of the book, she reminded me of you. And then at the end, when her and Alex were talking and she was saying, like, you accept all my darkness, I was like, oh, well, that's me. Like, that's what I'm looking for. Like, you see me and know me. Um, But anyway, so I thought she was, like, a really good mix. And she did. She reminded me of you, kind of like wild child, free spirit. I loved when she talked about the airport at the beginning and how it made her feel like with people and like we're all going someplace and then at the end how it made her feel and again it was like you and me like two different but like she's that one person so, so. was she me and then she became you or was she you and then became me no I, I think it's like we all have more in us than just one thing but you like you more strongly 
you know, show positive vibes and happiness and sunshine. And I more strongly show <laughs> negative vibes. It's like things that Poppy said or like how bold Poppy was. I don't even think I'm that bold. I don't know. Like I could see you walking up to a cute guy at college and being like, oh, so do you go here? And like being like Poppy and being like showing up in an outfit that's completely you. Like she had no problems just being herself. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is the one from Alice in Wonderland uh-huh. and she's like am I mad and he goes I'm afraid so but let me tell you the truth like all the best people are and yeah. I, that's like one quote that melts my heart but I feel like it's a lot like Poppy it's being accepted for being weird and we're all a bunch of weirdos yeah. it's just sort of how it comes out I feel like now it's kind of cool to be weird though now it's like trendy to be unique and and, and like quirky. Yeah, quirky is the word. <laughs> oh, she's just a quirky girl. Okay. I do think Poppy's the definition of quirky. Yeah. Her jokes. <laughs> her she's so witty. Her humor is exactly our humor. Yeah. I'm so happy Alex plays along. I, oh my gosh, that when they started being different people on vacation, they would like take a character and be that character. I was like, this is all I want in life. I just want a guy who will make pretend with me and we can just be other people. Because <laughs> I didn't think he would play along because he's so plain Jane. Yeah. But yeah. what did you, me first we were just talking about this earlier because she was saying how she hates the name Alex for him because it's so plain. I was yeah. like, but he's so plain. I just like, seriously, I can never remember his name's Alex because Alex is just like every guy in high school was named Alex or Josh. Yeah, no, she's very quirky. I loved her family. It makes me a little sad that she was always embarrassed to show off her family. Her family, her mom. I love her mom. Her dad is sweet. Her brothers are so weird. (laughs) Like, the little tidbits she would say. Like, she would just throw them in, too. I know. (laughs) Like, talking about doing, like, talent shows or, like, he's writing a screenplay that's, like, about Smurfs or something. (laughs) Like, like, that's so Poppy's family. I wish her job worked out better for her. Like, she could have stayed in it? Yeah, because it was a badass job. Oh, getting to travel on someone else's dime? I'm being a writer and publishing an article about traveling all the time. I'm not really sure why she decided it wasn't fulfilling enough anymore. Because she missed traveling when it was cheap and they would make friends with strangers. So, uh, you know, my sister and me are very different. And you, in some ways, remind me of my sister. Not in all ways, but she traveled the world. She met random people went over to their houses. I I would never. I would think they're going to kill me. <laughs> like, they are going to kidnap and kill me. Yeah. I, I, I understood why she didn't like it anymore. And then they said her, like, new job. She's around New York City asking people, like, just meeting people. She wants to meet strangers. So, um. I could never just meet strangers. I mean, on vacation, I feel like it's different. I've definitely, like, I, my parents went away with me a lot, mm. and I'd make friends with all these kids at the resort. And it was like, yeah. I thought they are my best friends. We are going to stay in touch forever. No, we go home. We don't talk again. It's, you're just a different person on vacation, and I relate to her in that sense. But I wouldn't, like, okay, so I would do that on vacation. I'd go talk to strangers. Like, it's just a different vibe. Yeah. But like, we're, we're living in New York now. I would never just go around New York and just talk to strangers. No. And not that New Yorkers are mean. Everyone's just busy. She said that was that, I, Oh, my gosh. I, did you see my eyes go wide? I literally marked that down. I was like, that is so... When I interned in 2017, the first time I came to New York, 
all the people were like, oh, you're so cute. Like, you're from the Midwest. You're so nice. I hope New York doesn't change you. I was like, if this were Kayla, she'd be like, no, New Yorkers aren't mean. They're just busy. They're in a hurry. Like, they have things to do. And honestly, I think the people in New York are really nice. Like, today, or maybe I'm really nice. <laughs> like, today, there are these people waiting in line for the self-checkout. And I was in line for the regular checkout. And the person at the self-checkout had an issue. And so... I was getting up to the register before these other people who technically should have been first in line. So I was like, hey, do you guys just want to go ahead? They were so nice. They were like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, we just have one item. We'll be so quick. And I was like, oh, no problem. Like, New Yorkers looking out for each other. You know, I really never had an issue with someone being mean to me yeah. here. And we've been here for about two years and I grew up an hour out of the city. So like, I mean, there's an occasional mean person, but, but that's mean everywhere. People, yeah, there are mean people everywhere. So, whenever the therapist's daughter, I don't even remember her name, Rebecca? Rachel? Rachel. Rachel um, said that. I was like, oh my god, yes. I thought it was funny that Rachel's like, I can't go that far from my mother. <laughs> my mother would love if I said that. Yeah, no, I, uh, that was cute. That was sweet. But it was also sweet that she said she'd go with her, but it was like, I'll go with you. And then she's like, you don't have to. She's like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I did join the women travel in the Facebook group. because It's a real group? Did. I mean, there's a lot of them, actually. I requested to join one of them. I don't know if I was approved or not. Oh, that's but so interesting. Because, so I booked a trip to Europe by myself with a tour group, but I am going alone in September for 15 days, hopefully. But I'm going with a tour group by myself. I'm like meeting random people. So I feel like that was very poppy vibes. Yeah. It made me very excited for that trip coming up. Yeah, no, that's why I say you're very poppy-ish. You're very free-spirited. I'm really not like Poppy. Like, I'm definitely more like Alex. <laughs> okay, you hear Alex and my Poppy. Okay. <laughs> you just want to be home and read. Yeah, like, I just want to have my cat and take care of my cat and work in my small town with my job. And yeah, like, I'd be content. I love the way he loved his cat. I know. I was sad he didn't tell her all the things that happened in his life, like, big things. Because whatever happened in Croatia, which we haven't gone to, nothing happened. It really wasn't that big the of a deal. The whole book was building up, and I was like, oh my gosh, what happened in Croatia? And they're going to get down and dirty. Yeah. They literally just kissed. L literally a kiss. And then it was like a miscommunication of her being like, oh yeah, like let's just forget about it. Because he said like we shouldn't have done that. So she's like, yeah, yeah, let's just forget about it. And then he gets butt hurt and they don't talk for two years. Who was it? Whose fault was it they didn't talk? Was it him? Oh, I think it was him because he was giving her one word answers and she's like, well, if you're not going to give me full answers, I'm not going to answer you. Yeah. I guess if you're, you're in love with someone and they say, oh, let's just forget about the kiss, then maybe it's awkward for you. But You've been friends with that person for 10 years? You're going to throw away a 10-year friendship? I forgot what he said before then, but he wasn't all in the clear. Like, he said something that, like, me as a girl would be in very insecure about. Didn't he initiate the kiss? I think he did, but he was like, oh, this shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Whereas, like, my head, I would jump to the worst, but, like, oh, he didn't want to kiss me. And that's where Poppy's head was at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Poppy's response was fine. She didn't know she was in love with him at the time. So when he said, like, oh, this shouldn't have happened, she was just like, you know, he's right. This is going to ruin the friendship. Like, yeah, let's totally forget about it. She was being reasonable. I don't know how she didn't know she didn't love him. 
on talking about how she's pushing these feelings down. What are those feelings? The, Poppy? the 5% and then it grew to like 15%. <laughs> I just had to push it down. I was like, I, just, I had no idea I was in love with him. No what idea. were you pushing down then? Your yeah. hatred? Also, I have never been able to have a guy friend that I was that close with that I did not develop feelings for. Oh, I have. You have? My best friend, Nick, me and him have never had feelings for each other. And we're, when I was in college, I was close to Alex and Poppy. I just, I can't imagine. I'm not that way. We, I've gone to his wedding in like a whole, in a year and I can't wait for him. <laughs> That's, you know, like I literally have never had a guy friend that I have, like a close one that I haven't fallen for. I, this quote, I love this quote. It hurts to want it all. So many things that can't coexist within the same life. I feel that a lot because I went to school in Mississippi and I grew up on Long Island and I'm living in the city now and I have now basically my like friends, family everywhere now and I will never have all the people I love in one spot. I think about that extra all the time like I will never have my college friends with me here. I'll never have my family there. Like I ever since I left for high school my like my life will never be whole in yeah. one spot. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't think about it in terms of people. I think about it in terms of just, like, all the things that I've thought I've wanted to do. Like, being an actress, writing a book, being an accountant. You know, like, I have all these different visions of what my life could be. But it's like, you can't do them all. You have to pick and choose. And it just kind of sucks. It's sad. Okay, uh, let's do the discussion question. Because okay. I think we have not discussed any of them. We, we have not. personal information. Well, this book just made us feel things. Yeah, like... Uh, like, as a millennial, I can honestly say she hit so many points, like, exactly right on. Yeah. She just made her so relatable. To yeah. both, me and Marissa are very different, and we both related to Poppy in different ways. Yeah. And that's just, like, a true tell of an incredible character. This first question is so good. Okay. <laughs> when they first meet, Alex and Poppy are immediately put off by each other. Have you ever made a friend after a bad first impression? <laughs> Literally the definition of me and Marissa. <laughs> I did. Well, okay. Kayla thought I hated her when we met. I didn't hate her. She didn't like me. <laughs> I just thought she was like, you know, the peppy, cool girl who knew everyone. And she is. Like, she is the peppy, cool girl. But she has way more depth than that. And I was, like, definitely judging her on service level. I was like, oh, she's just the pretty, pop, like, cheered in Mississippi, knows everyone here at KPMG. But I didn't hate you. I just, like, you know, didn't know there were, like, you I didn't. You didn't like me. I didn't know you could read. <laughs> We, so our first dates as new hires, we all, all got put in this room, and I didn't know everybody there. I literally only knew my roommate, Allie, but I'm just such a loud mouth, so I was just talking to everybody, and Marissa is just literally not even turning towards us to listen to our conversation. And I keep trying to engage her. I keep trying to call Marissa. I'm like, hey, Marissa. I asked her questions. I knew she went to like, a school near I did. I kept on trying to talk to you, and you would give me one-word answers, and then you would turn around immediately. And I was like, this girl hates me. And then I remember we went to, we were put in the same training class, yes. and you were like a ball in this random group of people. You were like making all these jokes of her, just laughing on this room. I'm like, I've like, tried to talk to her for like two weeks now, and she's ignored me. And like, she legit hates me. I was probably intimidated by you. Like, you say you didn't know everyone in that room, but it felt like you had interned with all of them like I seriously thought you had interned with all of them you were all great friends and I didn't know anyone so I was probably like really intimidated and then but when I'm in a smaller group you know it was just like four other people then it was like okay none of us know each other 
I usually make good first impressions. That's why I did really well our first day with everyone but Marissa. <laughs> I'm just a hard like one people to usually don't stick around, so now you're sticking around. <laughs> so yeah, we totally relate to Alex and Poppy because it's literally us. It's literally us. I am definitely Poppy and you're definitely Alex. <laughs> I'm proudly Alex. I think you were wearing your like business suit too. Uh, yep, probably full jacket, <laughs> pants, yep. I think I, I remember my first thing up and I wore a striped, like a um, pink, purple, and black striped <laughs> dress. Like long sweater dress. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you had depth to you because like you were the pretty cheerleader. Oh, thank you. And then one, pretty alive. Yeah. But then one day we were walking when we went to that flower coffee, coffee place, and then we were walking back, and you started talking about how you like read every night. And then I was like, Why don't I? Like, is she smarter than me? Do I need to read every night? <laughs> the books I read every night. I trust you; they're not educational. <laughs> The things that happen to my Kindle Unlimited stay on my Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, no. So like we are, we are Poppy and Alex. That's a good first question for us. The second one, I don't have an answer to, but it says, what's something you do on vacation that you're unlikely to do in your daily life? Is there a certain comfort in anonymity? I don't know why I always desire to work out on vacation. Really? I, like, wake up at 6 and, like, take spin classes at resorts. I don't know why. I think I'm trying to be, like, the best version of myself <laughs> on vacation. So, I'm, like, I literally, I literally wake up on vacation to go work out. I don't work out at all at home. <laughs> That's funny. No, like, I definitely don't get up and work. Like, vacation to me is supposed to be relaxing. So, I sleep in. I eat good food. I like to lay by the pool and do nothing. And then I eat more food and go to bed. I do those things after I work after out. After you work out. And I don't know why I have this desire to work out on vacation. That's... It's always because, like, the resorts are going to have such nice gyms. Yeah. And they're free. But, yeah, no. Um, Let's went... start getting up at 6 a.m. and doing this thing. No. <laughs> I got to read. Reading. My mornings are for reading now. Yeah. Um, what is your worst vacation memory? We were in Punta Cana, and my brother and my mom wanted to go snorkeling on boat and speed boating. We went on this boat, and the people who ran the boat did not speak English. Oh, no. And no. I don't like snorkeling because it makes me feel claustrophobic. Yeah. So you can, like, there was, like, snooba snorkeling or... Mm-hmm. And the guy kept on trying to make me snooba, and I was saying, like, no. And he was just, like, speaking to me in, Mex- in like, Spanish. I basically being like no no you have to do this and uh, i literally and the boat was so rocky i was so seasick yeah my mom was literally throwing off on the side <gasps> of the boat oh it was so bad and so basically this me- man is pushing me in the water to snoob up oh and then finally i just swam away and i was just floating in the ocean oh. and then after this whole thing you go take another boat to a speed boat these little speed boats that are like the jack was just so broken and my oh, brother gosh. was like also seasick and he's like he really stopped doing it right, and he would not listen to my instructions whether they fight like cats and dogs. And the boat was literally like this. I'm like, this is how I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to die on the speedboat. Like, it was the worst day of my life. I was so boat sick. I am, like, traumatized by boats. Like, I went on a yeah. boat last, last week, and I literally took, like, Dramamine or whatever. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get boat sick again. I don't get boat sick. I've never got boat sick before oh. until this one island in Punta Cana that I almost died on a speedboat. It was just your mom, you, and your brother? Yeah. <laughs> and this whole, like, crew of people. But it was the worst experience of my life. I literally, 
I will never go on a speedboat again. I will never do like I to this day it was the worst day of my life. That sucks. Yeah, no, I get I get motion sickness, so I probably would have been your mom in that scenario. <laughs> she was just vomiting on the side of the boat. <laughs> more the more pissing me off with my brother just being a jerk and just speeding upside. We were literally a ninety degree <laughs> angle speeding in motion. I'm like Scott, we're gonna fall out. Yeah. My head's gonna hit the engine. Like stop. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> I don't think I have any bad vacation memories. We only took vacations up till I was about like 10 years old. And then we we got a dog. So we stopped because we wouldn't board our dog. Um, oh, I guess the worst one was when we got pickpocketed um, uh, at Niagara Falls. Yeah, we were taking some pictures and they stole our video camera, which had my birthday tape in it. My mom's still mad about it and sad about it to this day. Which vacation of Alex and Poppy's would you most want to take? Which would you least want to take? The one where they took all four of them. I think it was Italy. Oh, oh, with um, Sarah and Trey. Yeah, I wouldn't want them there. No. <laughs> but that house sounded incredible. They were like, yeah. they had a pool. They were just drinking wine all day. Yeah. They were in Italy. I was like, sign me up. I don't really remember any of their trips except New Orleans for some reason. And I have absolutely no desire to go to New Orleans. Oh, I've been to New Orleans enough. Um, also, I like their trip where they went to Canada. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I think New Orleans stuck out to me because I feel like that was the first time I was like, Poppy's definitely in love with him. Like, they're dancing in the street together. They're holding each other close. So, like, I feel like I remember that one only because of... I, like, I don't actually want to go to New Orleans. Every chapter was a blur to me because it was, like, I get that it was to show us their relationship, but I feel like part of my problem with the book was I just wanted to get to Croatia, and so I wasn't enjoying living their relationship because I already knew they were meant to be together. <laughs> I, I, whatever happened in Croatia really wasn't that big of a deal. I'm really annoyed that it wasn't a bigger deal. I thought they had sex at least. I didn't know the first time I had sex was on that balcony. That's awful. So when they were on the balcony and she said, oh, I didn't know sex could be like this. Then I was like, oh, so maybe they didn't have sex in Croatia. But so, so like, what else could it be? Like, what else could have broken up their friendship? It was a kiss. A kiss. He seems petty enough, though, that he would do that. Um, why do you think it takes Poppy and Alex so long to admit their feelings to each other? I think they were just scared. I get that. Like, they were just scared to lose their friendship. Yeah. Like, especially, like, me too. Like, most of my relationships have failed. Like, I'm, I'm still <laughs> single. So, like, I, if I had this really good friendship with a guy who's, like, great and, like, accepts me for who I am, yeah. I would be scared to date too because I wouldn't want to mess that up. Yeah, there was parts of me that was just so frustrated with them. Every time Poppy was like, oh, what about Sarah? Oh, like, let me see your tender. Let me help you. And it's like, why are you fighting what we all know? So I don't really get it. But I mean, like, yes, I guess if you don't want to ruin the friendship, fine. But I don't know. I think it's worth the risk. I understand why she pushed it down. Like, she was trying to, like, yeah. make sure she had it. But he knew. He, he was in love with her. Yeah, I guess he didn't want to say because he knew that she didn't feel the same thing. Did you think his breakups and get-togethers with Sarah were directly related to when Poppy was dating or not dating someone? Yes, 100%. Yes. It was and like, she did it too, though. She would jump... Whenever they had, true. like, a little flirty thing, the minute she got home, she would jump into something with some random 
cook or something. Oh my gosh, it made me so mad when she got sick and he came and took care of her. You were like, okay, this is it. Clearly, they know now that they like each other. And then she was like, yeah, we better not. I better date someone now to make sure he knows we're just friends. <laughs> Why do we read these books where these men are taking care of these sick girls? <laughs> I don't know. No man has ever taken care of me. I don't want a man to take care of me. She went her bed. Oh my gosh, I... I couldn't. No. No. <laughs> I, whatever, the last book, wherever, I forget even what their names were in the Haiti game. Uh, Josh and something. When she threw up yeah. all over herself. I, I don't even want my, I want my mother to see me sick and nobody else. Like, I don't even let you see me sick. I don't even want, like, my mom, so I had food poisoning in Alabama um, when I was touring the campus. I had, I got food poisoning and then we had to drive home the next day. So that whole night I was sick. And then in the car, I was also sick. So I couldn't escape my mom and sister. And so they saw me get sick a couple times. It was humiliating. And I'm like, these are people I have been born and raised with. But it is so embarrassing to, like, get sick in front of people. Yeah, I couldn't. Like, my I, my mom is the only person who can see me sick. And to get sick in front of a boy? Who I think is attractive? Yeah, no. I, I probably wouldn't talk to him after that. I would be so mortified. And she, like, had to leave the door open while she went to the bathroom. And he had to, like, stand by the shower like, very sweet of him, but I could not. I also was really weird. They talked on the phone all the time, and they didn't think anything of it, especially, like, in college. Like, any boy I talked to, I was like, ooh, this could be the one. Because <laughs> you're just, like, so boy crazy and surrounded yes. by so many boys. I would be head over heels for Alex. I'd be like, ah. I would, too. Alex is, like, the calm. But that's the thing. He's the calm present someone, like, you need. A poppy needs. I wonder if our relationship would be so dull if I was with Alex. <laughs> you guys would just sit on the couch and read. I just, his love for his cat made him so sexy oh. to me. He, he yeah. is my dream boy. Honestly, Aww. he is. Because he reads. Yeah. Like, I need someone calm, but who's not going to, like, bring me down. He go he goes along with all your adventures and plans. Yeah, he's my dream guy. Besides Emmett from Legally Blonde. <laughs> yes, Legally Blonde. But I feel like that's the same kind of relationship. Like, I used to watch Legally Blonde before every CPA exam because I'm like, if Elle was going to go to law school, oh. I could pass the CPA. And here I am. That's so <laughs> I, I mean, you are Elle Woods. Like, I definitely, I definitely think people misunderstand and underestimate you. So... Definitely an Elwoods type. I, I don't think of, I, I'm not an Elwoods. I am. I am Alex. Are you Vivian? Maybe I'm Vivian. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. They become best friends. They but Vivian did. hates Elwoods at first because she thinks she's just some dits. Oh my god. We are Elwoods and Vivian. Oh my, oh my gosh. I never thought of myself as a Vivian, but. I mean, I'll take it. They ended the book with best friends. I know. That's us. That's us. <laughs> Do you think Poppy and Alex are going to make it? Yes, 100%. 100%. They're only made for each other. If they can't make it, there is no hope for anyone in the entire universe. They're each other's home. Oh, that Yeah, that was kind of cheesy. <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> no, like, part of me hated the ending when she was like, Basically saying, I will give everything up to be with you. Like, I I got it. Like, saying, like, I will literally give up everything to be with you. But she does not belong in Ohio. I'm sorry. She, <laughs> she does not belong in Ohio. So, I mean, I do think they're going to make it work in New York City. But, because I think he's content to just follow her wherever he she needs He doesn't need to be. much. He just needs his cat and yeah. a book and a couch. 
and like they can go the, you know what's so great their families are both from Ohio they can go do Christmas with everyone all at once that's like the dream I was happy he moved to New York. I was happy that you both give it like a, their each place a shot because yeah. that happens a lot in relationships where someone puts their foot down and the other person has to comply. And that was like one thing I, when I was in Mississippi, I was like, I don't want to date anybody because I'm going back to New York and like, I don't want to force anybody yeah. else to go back with me. Like I knew where my heart was and like, I didn't want to drag some there because you're kind of responsible to entertain them. Like what if he yes. hates it? So, okay. Can we talk about Sarah? Because I feel really freaking oh, bad. Oh, she moved to Ohio for him. A podunk town in Ohio to be a teacher at a podunk high school where the kids are mean. And she's now just stuck there while he goes off to be with... I mean, she can move. No, I know. But I, I like, actually feel like she's the true victim in this story. <laughs> like, I would feel... Like, Alex should feel really guilty about basically using her to get over Poppy. She knew better from day one. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't feel that bad for Sarah. They were on and off, for, on and off forever. Literally, Poppy was the one who was like, oh, you should date Sarah. Like, she knew Poppy yeah. from day one. She knew how close they were. I don't feel like I could date a guy who had a girl best friend. It depends on the girl. My best friend Nick and his fiance Fallon. Me and Fallon are friends. I just it depends on the situation, depends on the person. I think if they if like Alex and Poppy actually just were just best friends mm-hmm. and they had no like no potential feelings, I think it would have been fine. If Alex I think hadn't Pop- been in love with her for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Poppy and Sarah could have been friends. Yeah. Yeah, no, she even like Sarah made a joke at one point and Poppy was even like, Yeah, like I could see us being friends. Like I can I can see it. But you can like girls also just know like yeah. they have intuition and you know when your boyfriend just loves somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also though, Alex only calling her when he was like driving to and from the gym, like so that Sarah didn't hear. That made me mad. Like it, it, he's not cheating, but he is hiding it from Sarah. Yeah, I think that I think they're endgame forever. Oh, I forgot. I love when he calls her little fighter. <laughs> little fighter, that was uh, really cute. And when you relate her to, the, to cat. the cat, yeah. I also love the first chapter where he like basically called her like a dog in human form. <laughs> Literally, the first chapter when she was like, "Howdy, stranger," or whatever. I was so confused. Then when it turned out they knew each other, and then once I knew they knew each other, I was like, "Wait a second, that was the cutest exchange." <laughs> like they're so cute. Like my best friend dragged me here. She's literally a dog in human form. I was cracking up. They're funny. They're banned because he just plays along with her. Yeah. Like it's the last question is Rachel has a lot to say about contentment versus purpose. In your own life, do you prize one above the other? Are these ideas mutually exclusive, or can you have both? I think obviously you can have both. Again, I like the journey, not the destination. So there's actually a quote in this book when she's talking about the Bachelor. That fits well here because she's talking about how basically when like you're on The Bachelor and you're dating all these different people, you're kind of a different person with each person you date. And so her specific quote, you know, was like, there will be two or three contestants they feel strong connection with. And it doesn't just come down to choosing the strongest one. Instead, it's like you're watching them choose a life. And then she says, and that's how it is in real life, too. You can love someone and still know the future you'd have with them wouldn't work out for you. Or maybe it would. And I feel like that's how I am with, like, contentment and purpose. Choosing one or the other to me is, like, a choice. Like, I think I could be happy being content. I also think I could be happy having a purpose. And I just wish, like, wish wash between them. 
And so maybe you can't have both because now I'm like, I literally choose between one or the other. Because if you're content, you wouldn't have a purpose. Yeah, because, like, I used to want to just get married and have kids and just have, like, a really simple life, be a stay-at-home mom and, like, you know, just, like, make my kids my life. But now I'm like, oh, I should have a career. And I feel like the content part of it would just be having the family. And now I'm, like, this career purpose-driven. And, like, it's really hard to have both. Yeah, I'm, like, I've always been really goal-driven. I don't think I'd be good with being content. Like, I just get bored and I get antsy. That's why I'm always trying to travel as much as I can because I don't sit still well. That's why we start this podcast. I have all these, like, little side projects. I need a purpose in life, so I'm definitely 100% purpose. Maybe if I do fall in love, I'd be fine being content, but I've never been in love, really, so. And what is being content anyway? I am currently content with how my lifestyle is going. Yeah. I'm... 24 i'm single in manhattan i have great friends i have this podcast i am doing well my job like i'm content in who i am in this moment yeah but i still have purpose like i still want to be promoted this year i still want to eventually meet somebody like i still want to do all these things but i am content in who i am as a person right now so i guess you can have both I feel the same way. Like, I I don't know if it's just because this is my, you know, cancer season, but I've been thinking, like, the words that have been coming in my head lately have been, like, I love my apartment. I love my life. I love everything that's happening right now. And I do still feel driven. Like, I also am trying to write a book and, like, get promoted, obviously. And I do think about, like, could I make partner? Is that, like, the career goal for me? I still have goals and things I want to accomplish, but I'm also just very happy in this season of life. This just, book made me think so much about what I want. Yeah, it was just a really freaking good book. And it wasn't, like, sad. Like, you think about no. what you want and you read about your life. But, like, it was a good freaking book. It was adorable. Yeah. The characters were great. Like, it made you want to travel. Inspired you to do so much. I'm, yeah. I think I actually give this book a 5 out of 5. 5 out of 5. I think it's my first. Actually, no. It might not be my first 5 of the season. I mean, I gave Hating Game a five, so I have to give this a five. Yeah. I probably rated Hating Game too high in hindsight. It was your first rom-com in a while. It was. They make you giddy. They do. I really liked this book. I just loved the focus on being a millennial. I loved her friendship with Rachel. I loved Alex. I even liked her boss and how her boss was like, you know, I'm also your mentor. <laughs> like, you're allowed to question what your life is doing. You know, like, I just, yeah, I loved everything about it. And the only thing I didn't like was the rotating chapters. We just were not big fans of that. Yeah, no, big fan of the book. Is there anything else? No, but now I'm definitely going to read Beach Read. I mean, I am anyway, but. I think you'll actually like it better. Do you think this one was like Paris is always a good idea? Yes, in the travel aspect, but not really. I'm loving these travel books. I really feel like um, I should be a travel blogger now. (laughs) Start a travel Instagram. I just want to travel more. Yeah. Which I've been doing. So it really was fitting you for this time been, currently. You every weekend are traveling. You don't get to say that you want to travel more. <laughs> I read this book last year. I think mean, I would be so depressed because you couldn't travel. Oh, true. I wonder if she wrote this during quarantine. She probably did. Yeah. But I wonder how because you probably, like, she needed research. I will say, though, I do not like the title of this book, People We Meet on Vacation. It is a mouthful I always say people we met on vacation, and I don't even, like, I get how it ties to the book, but I don't feel like it ties to the book well enough. Well, it's the title of her, like, 
column in that magazine, I'm pretty sure. Uh, because she said she changed her column name to people we meet in New York. Uh, or my neighborhood or something like that. Okay, fine. I didn't really pick up on that, but... Like, I don't know if it was officially that, but she's like, I changed my title to this. I don't know what else you'd name it. Two friends that fall in love. <laughs> Two more. friends in denial. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bigger mouthful. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good day. And make sure to follow us at Book Talks Podcast on Instagram and TikTok.